currently at Charing Cross and I am going to be doing neuro ST4 post in northwest London and it's going to be starting at Charing Cross. Fantastic that's a, a really really good achievement and you're, you're slightly not absolutely unique but you did apply to multiple specialties this year so talk us through so what other specialties what other specialties did you apply for and what was your thought process when applying like what made you th- come to apply for multiple specialties? Yeah, sure. So I think my main thing was that I didn't want to put all my eggs in one basket and only apply for one thing and then in the end not be left with a training post. Mm. More so because I, I kind of wanted to like get through training. I didn't really want to like take a year out and do what I would be doing in training anyways. <laughs> so I ended up applying for cardiology and renal medicine as well, in addition to neuro. And those are the three specialties that I've enjoyed the most during my IMT placement. And I just thought that I can see myself doing that in the future. So I applied to all three of those. When did you make the decision? And then, so, and then when did you start preparing your portfolio, I suppose, your shortlist? <laughs> what things do you need for your shortlist for? Um, so I think like, I really only started to do most of this after your workshop. So I think the application workshop in the beginning was really useful just to get all the dates in your head and to kind of like give you a bit of a plan as to what you need to do in the next few months to get your portfolio up to scratch. Like I remember that there were a few things you guys said like you know like if for example you guys have worked on an oral presentation or like a project and you presented at, an, at a conference as an oral presentation but it wasn't you as the main author presenting with someone else then you could still put it in as long as you can provide sufficient evidence so then you know I set about to kind of collect all the evidence to maximize my points in each of the domains and yeah so I think applications were around November <coughs> And I only really kind of started after your workshop, which was, I think, what, September? I think um, September, October time, um, Yeah. Yeah. And I knew I had some more time to actually upload the evidence as well later on, like until January. So there was still time, but that was really helpful to get all the dates in my head and see what I needed to actually do. And specialty decisions wise, like the cardio and neuro were kind of like in my head from the beginning the renal one was probably like the day before the application <laughs> I was like oh so the application. gosh actually <laughs> I'm quite good at renal <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the, in- the interview itself so how did you think about preparing for the interview and when did you start preparing for the interview sure yeah so I think I probably started like around middle of February so I'm not that organized I probably leave things way too last minute so it's probably like beginning to middle of February that kind of time again like your workshop was a bit of like a you know motivator that okay I'm gonna have a mock interview here I better start some preparation so like maybe a week or two before that is when I started preparing and what I did was um, I went through you know the black book so I read through like the key kind of themes in each of the each of the different domains and kind of made myself like bullet points of examples that I could use from my own experiences for each of those questions there are lots of questions so I didn't go through all of them but I made sure I read the you know like the chapter of the book which was focused on like the ethical scenarios and stuff because they teach you a really good like framework and 
they have lots of different examples as well. So I definitely went through that section and then I went through the key questions in the other section, which look at like, oh, like how can you demonstrate your teamwork or like tell us three qualities that you have and three things you need to work on, that kind of thing. So yeah, so that's, <clears throat> I looked at that in the beginning. <laughs> and then, then we had your interview workshop and that's when I kind of like that I think that was really helpful because before that I hadn't really thought about like the clinical questions that can be asked in the different specialty interviews like especially for cardiology I hadn't focused on the clinical reading so much and it was more just ethical stuff and about me and the med red station was new as well so again that was something I learned more about in the course and then after that between that time and my interviews is when I actually went and watched the video library on the website and that I found really really helpful I, I like that you had like a model answer and a not so good answer. I was quite time pressured. So if I'm honest, after like two or three videos, I only watch the model answer one just to kind of see like what are the good things and like what I can learn from this answer. Because in the debrief bit, you guys kind of went through all the good stuff anyway. So mm -hmm. like I felt like I didn't need to repeat myself looking at the, the previous thing. So I think that was already helpful. And the mock interview was really, really helpful because um, like it, obviously the questions are things that you, you're kind of expecting by then. But I think it helps just give you a bit of a time check on like, oh, I'm spending way too long talking about this. And, you know, they're moving on to the next question already. So I think that was really helpful to like, and it also kind of helps see where you're waffling a bit and, and give you feedback on how to front load your answers, like you said. <laughs> and I realized that most in my neuro interview, like I feel like in the cardio and renal one, they still, you know, they had like, for each of the different stations, they had probably two or three questions and they gave you some time to talk about it. But for neuro, like in each of the domain, they wanted to ask you like four or five different things. Like, <laughs> So they'd ask you like, you know, like your strengths, your weaknesses, tell us about a mistake you made, tell us about a QI project. Like it was just bang, bang, bang. And I think that's the interview. Like I, I realized on that, like I really had to front load my answers otherwise they weren't listening to the rest of it they didn't really care about the minute details of my examples they wanted to know the key kind of two or three things that I'm going to talk about and then they knew whether they should let me carry on or move me on to the next question so I think it's really important to front load and front load like in a not like a robotic way but like a clear way that shows that you've got like two or three points that you want to talk about yeah I think that's a really good point actually I think <laughs> sometimes just give that one sentence at the start say that I think, yeah, I think there are actually a few, a few different things I think are important here, one, two, three. Yeah. And then they know, you know, I don't want to shut her off before she gets the third, or well, if I hear the first two and they're good, I know she'll talk well about the third one, so let's move on. Um, so Neuro was quite different, wasn't it, in that you had to pair a case. Presentation. A, 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 yes. A presentation about something interesting, neurology or a case. How did you, because that's not something we have in cardiology, but it is something that happens with the other specialties. So how did you find that? Yeah, Um. so I think it's quite a different kind of process because usually when you present you're used to like having visual aids like you'll have a powerpoint or you'll like you know do something where you're writing displaying something <laughs> and this one was very much you just talk at a screen you don't have anything to show so it's just you talking and so it's very important in that one to like not waffle put your key messages across and also be interesting to keep their attention for three minutes and so like one was actually delivery of the presentation but then the other bit was also like actually choosing a topic that was relevant and I spent quite a bit of time doing that because I was really confused as to like whether to choose something complex or to choose something um, you know relatively simple but with more of a like a message 
not like not a wishy-washy message but more of a like a not a clinical kind of learning but more of a oh like mm -hmm. I learned the importance of a good history taking or the importance of like like MD like people roles of people in the MDT that kind of thing so it's important to think what key message you want to want to give and I think the feedback I got because I didn't score as well as I would have liked on the presentation station and I think that was probably because of a few things so I think the topic was probably fine but from the feedback I got, I think what they wanted to hear was more of like evidence-based stuff. So they wanted to hear like about one or two studies that I'd read that, that I was able to apply to my case, that kind of thing. So I think they wanted to see more of that literature being well-read and, and using evidence-based medicine. They, I think they wanted to see evidence of that um, because they scored me at like, uh, you know, like the one which says like, it's like level three, like expected at the current level. But to score higher, I think that's what they wanted. Some more like studies being quoted. But yeah. And again, there was a risk with this one of when you do a presentation station to like give people knowledge, because that's what you usually do in teaching sessions, like where, you know, you're teaching about something and you'll start telling them about that. But they already know all of that. <laughs> they don't need to know that. So what they need to know is like more of why you found the case interesting and what you learned from it. So those are the key things to focus on rather than too much clinical details about like this has an incidence of x you know and it's this they, they kind of know all that just need to think yeah they don't need to know all of that <laughs> <laughs> um they don't need to know like how to differentiate one type of headache from another yeah what they want to know is more just what you learned from it how you applied literature to it how you involved mdt that kind of that kind of thing <laughs> say if you quoted a paper and said well you know there's a few papers talk about how to best differentiate between different types of headaches and this is a quite nice study and I use that, that yeah. yeah exactly and similarly like, the other thing that is like because you said to like mention specific things that will help people the other thing that I use in all three of my interviews that I think people are really impressed by is the GERFT reports have you heard of the GERFT reports get it right first time <laughs> yeah getting it right first time reports because they all three of them asked where do you see the specialty going in 10 years time and so for that question like you need to have like a where do you see it going clinically but also where do you see it going like from a training or a kind of like logistical aspect of how it's going to be run as a service in the future and from that logistical side of things like that getting it right first time report is so so helpful That's like cool. it tells you what the key priorities are for the future and and where they want to see that specialty go in the next 10 years so I literally like quoted like two or three things directly from that and I mentioned that you know like as the GERF report has also said this this is it and they were really impressed by that I'm really impressed that's a that's yeah. a fantastic tip for future people think yeah yeah, yeah definitely. The, the common question that comes up in all of the interviews like, where is this specialty going to be in 10 years to be able to quote that and talk about <laughs> you know what the specialty is already decided it's going to be important to them in following year, come, upcoming years is yeah, yeah yeah obviously don't just like you know verbatim quote it like I no, no, no. be able to discuss it but yeah it's a good uh, starting point that's a, that's a really good uh, resource yeah. and anything so I, I suppose was the so you said neurology was slightly more slightly quicker in how they trying to push you yeah. and questions uh, whereas cardiology and renal didn't push you or didn't interrupt you as much is there anything else that you found were particularly different between the specialties uh, in interviews you think oh gosh you know it'd be really useful to know that people were gonna shoot this at me not so much you know like actually like because 
so obviously cardio and renal both had a clinical and ethical scenario so that's going to be different for different people so I think they both had a clinical and uh, ethical scenario whereas Nero didn't have that so they had more time to focus on the professionalism and like suitability that kind of question I think they had a lot of similarities as well you know like the medred stations yeah Yeah. they literally asked pretty much exactly the same thing in all of them (laughs) but a third time I've had some people who also applied to multiple sessions they said you know the second time they were really they were much better at it and by the third of oh yeah 200 percent but yeah, yeah, yeah. by the third or fourth time they were so tired of their own answer that they just didn't <laughs> give it justice <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah by the third time like I knew my story so well like exactly <laughs> how I'm gonna paint this really busy A&E shift that I was in yeah no by then you know and you know what key points to convey as well yeah. actually just take you back to the neurology case presentation <laughs> what kind of questions did they follow up with were they very much related to case or did they go so they they were definitely relevant to the case and so I think so the presentation was three minutes and then they followed but that with like I think two minutes of questions they often do ask you to kind of repeat what you've already said in your learning points as well because they still did ask me like oh okay so what did you what was the key message that you've taken away from this even though I just told them that (laughs) yeah Yeah, as before. That's been really useful, actually. Is there anything else you think of that, gosh, things I wish I'd known or things that you like? Just to reiterate, that was really useful. Mm. I think the thing that I didn't appreciate was when you apply for multiple specialties, when you get your offers, you get them at different times and you won't have all three of you know on the table before you choose so often you're making a decision like based on like two specialties and you haven't even heard about the third one and you will have to make a decision on whether you want one specialty over another you know specialty plus that they're offering you and so in hindsight I kind of because so this is really hard to explain but if you don't apply for multiple specialties and if you only apply for one then um, if you like don't get a, a place that you want you'll still be on like the reserve list in case people drop out or they make more posts, then you can still be considered for those. Whereas if you've applied for multiple things, then because you're still waiting on another one or you've chosen another one, you completely decline the first specialty you've applied for. So you no longer stay on their waiting list. Cause even though like that may be your preferred specialty and they may give you a better offer later after like being upgraded, but you have to make a decision right there and then within 48 hours on the two offers that you have in front of you at that time even though people got upgraded a lot later on like my friend she applied for resp <coughs> and she only applied for um, london and i think her rank was like in the 80s and she initially didn't get any offers and thought this was the end of it but like a month later she got an offer in northwest london so i'm guessing they created more posts that kind of thing whereas like you know like if she'd applied for two things and had then accepted something else, which she wasn't that happy about, but had accepted yeah. it because she wasn't getting anything in rest. And she she would have declined rest then and would have not had that chance. Sorry, it's hard to explain this. No, but, no, yeah. no, I think that's, um, that's a really, really good point. <clears throat> so only really apply, like if you actually really want to do those specialties. I think that's all really, like if I think of any more advice, I'll let you know. Yes, that'd be great. <clears throat> well, perfect, thanks very much for uh, sharing all those tips. I'm sure we'll be very useful. No worries. Thank you so much, Valerie. Thank you guys so much for your help. Honestly, that course was really, really helpful.